Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Drone Out. Tonight, we are joined by our lovely moustache, Stephen. Hello, good evening. Everyone's favourite curry kitten. Hello! Uh, I'm trapped in the boot of someone's car, Cole. Help me! Help me! (laughs) Cole is coming to us live from... uh... A little bit of work he's been doing. Yeah. Yes. And I am bright until I fly. I do apologize. And this week oh. on Let's Drone Out, we are... Car noises with coal. Car noises beep, with coal. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Oh, I, I, should, I was going to say, I've got like the cutest little power supply that someone made where they put one of these little boards into a 3D printed case. And it, it's so small, it runs off an XT30, or it's got a USB power delivery port on the back. It just arrived before the show, and I'm monkeying around with it. It's like 30 quid. The display's way too bright, which always happens with cameras, but it's got a little LCD, and uh, it's got a potentiometer, a little clicky one, rotary encoder oh. there. And it's got a switchable output, so you don't have to just fry stuff. You can actually change the setting, and then bing, turn it on, a little LED comes on when the output's on, which is nice. Oh, man. Yeah. Is that from, like, my life was ever changed when Frank got me my um, power supply because uh, he was sick of me testing stuff and then all of a sudden the the bench power supply would uh, give out? I, I mainly just need stuff to, to power up an ESC and flash it or to power up a VTX and flash it, so... It's nothing fancy. It only goes up to 35 volts, so it's not enough for the 10S rig. It's not even really enough for the... Mm. Does it do 8S? Yeah, it's kind of do a mid-cell voltage on 8S, but it's good enough. It's just something something that's configurable, so I can go down to, like, 8 volts if I've got a 2S-capable board and still be able to give it a bit of a spin. And it, It's a 3D-printed case in the UK, by the way. Test Clips made it. So it's really cute. It's so small compared to most power supplies. Yeah, mine takes a bit up on the bench, but I don't think I could ever live without it now. I'm very attached to it. Curry, it appears that you've had a little bit of a change around in your room. It's utter chaos, quite frankly. I decided I needed a clear out, which involved that piano coming upstairs, which means all the stuff that was in all that has been displaced. So we've got like um, what we got. We got well, we got the amps over here. That, that's not in the right place, and it's oh. all okay there. Three D printer, and then we've got like storage boxes, which isn't great. And then there's a giant robot in the way, and then there's new shelves there. But 
if we could see down here, there's like there's floor space. It's clear. It's amazing. Outrageous. I know. It and now we've feel got that way. wings up is there. It, is it going to uh -huh. feel better once everything's got like a quarter inch of dust on it? Are you just waiting for it to settle down? No, I, I mean I'm only midway through. There's there's much to do. I need I need those boxes gone. So I need to sort through, find homes for things, which means getting rid of more stuff. So yeah, it's it's a bit of a disturbing background for people used to seeing other things. Sorry. I mean, you say disturbing background, but like we get to see whether Jack's made his bed or not, and I've just got a huge heap of crap. So I think you're still in the lead in terms no, of backgrounds. I'm waiting because I've got about the I've piano. Got a, a Mr. Garrison and a Buffy. So what about it? Are you upset about the piano being moved into the RC space? Not really, because I, uh, I was the one that liked the piano. The piano was downstairs as a bit of a, a sort of feature. Everybody sort of used to tinkle on it when we first got it, which is about 10 years ago. It is a, a Yamaha electric piano, so it, you don't have to have the hassle of like it being noisy. So I can just turn around and play it if I want to, instead of having to faff around and go downstairs and plug headphones in. Do you have a cape so you can do your, your midnight Rick Wakeman sort of moments? Do I have a cape? Yeah. I don't have a cape. I feel I'm missing out now. Do you have a cape, Stephen? No, no, no. But I play electric guitar, which is less of a, a cape-related instrument, although there are some aficionados who, who go that way. For me, you know, it's more like standing at the window and maybe I put a fan on to blow my, uh, blow my mustache, you know? Sounds fair. Yeah. It's looking very light in Jack's room. Have you got the sun coming into you or something? Is it, is it yeah, annoyingly coming yeah, through the window? Yeah, I haven't fully closed the window. I've never seen it so illuminated before. It's a bit disturbing. Normally you're just in this dark shroud and there's this tiny little illuminated Jack in the middle. No. It's not been... What? Go ahead. No, carry on. I was just going to ask you what you've been up to, that's all. Uh, not too much. Kind of been doing a lot of bench and repair stuff. Digby Dan's had the the kids for a, the last couple of weeks, and I hadn't really been invited out to fly with anyone. So I you mean he's looking I'm, after Tony? I think so. Um, right. Speaking of my darling wife, mm. um, I did complete the uh, the X class and. Show you what, what unfortunately happened to it. What happened? What, oh, did he? Did he bin it? Uh, do you want? Do you want photos of the outcome first? We, yeah, we want. We yeah. want the full narratives. Oh, no. So was this the, the well, test well, flight after you did the build? It. He was or racing. Was this a race? it, so let's, no, let's, let's assume the worst. After the finish the build. So this is the video. We're in a field. Tony right. Scott successfully Scott takes off. Flying it about. Believe it or not, he's not sat in that garden picnic chair. He's uh, got a camera on that. Flying about. It sounds, it sounds like it's making a really funny noise, but maybe that's it's just the uh, it's a bit the of a wobble on the corners. Oh, Ooh. there it goes. And, and then down. all of a sudden, flip of death. One ASE. Crapped out. Um, come on, he must have. He must have 
plugged in a battery and seen what happened, took the props off and give it a little whiz. Did he? I mean, on the face of it, it didn't look that bad, but of course these things have a lot of weight and inertia behind them when they come down, don't they? So is it arms snapping or have we got an after pick? I think we think it might be that might have something to do with it. Bit of a D-lam. The motor just ripped off. Delamination. Yeah. So it's got arms and then he's got... They've relied on some sheet carbon for our audio viewers to hold the motors onto the arms. And it looks like that sheet carbon straight up delaminated and just ripped straight through. Yeah, I don't know. Was that the maiden flight? Yeah. Um, I don't know whether I am supposed to be sharing with this with you but yeah it was just uh you know uh was this an early version of the frame because yeah it's still i'd like to point out in 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 defense it is a prototype so i think that's what frame design's all about you've got to fight that balance between weight and strength and sometimes it ain't strong enough yeah you know so i think that that might be changed to metal so or failing that it's just you know carbon fiber is is a sort of tricky vixen and you know you get some parts that are good carbon fiber and you get some parts of other carbon fiber that isn't as well you know the layers aren't adhered because you are kind of the process of material yeah composite material and you know you are soaking in trying to impregnate it with um with i suppose uh, if you're being fancy you'd get some like uh sls like aluminium end stops for that right and just put the motor mounts on uh, aluminium mounts hmm. but that would probably make it bloody expensive to fabricate well previously it was what aluminium arms and mounts that clamped around the, the arms wasn't it and they were fairly simple but is, is this the idea of saving weight or making more streamlined i don't know i'm not part of the design process i just kind of built what was given to me so and it appears that the thing is is like the escs and the flight controller like everything's kind of been brought back to real sort of like basics and um we might have a little look at the uh the black blocks log if it works and saved because it's got like a little bit of flash memory on there and hopefully that should tell us more but personally i think it would have been much better if uh if we had a 360 camera on there for a bit yeah whilst testing so that you can sort of look at each motor or double up the the gopro so that you could kind of see on both sides what's what i'm sorry to hear that it's a shame it's easy to laugh at tony but it's a shame to see something like that happen and uh i hope the rest of the quad escaped unscathed because something that heavy coming down tends to not just damage one thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it broke all the props, and that's fifty pounds worth of props, yeah. and that's that's just you know what what is visible. 
knee he must not be a very happy camper is he no it wouldn't be but you know these things happen and you know i don't know whether i was supposed to talk about it on the show or not hopefully uh hopefully they don't mind but it's kind of sad because like you know i built it to like the best of my ability and um it was quite a challenging build and i took i took my time and sort of like moved everything around to how i would have you know the best sort of like configuration i could make and sort of you know added connectors added tape so things are able to be changed out quite quickly and replaced and like sort of like tested um but yeah i mean you know i even had to like make you know um connectors to change from from those those connectors to xt60 so that at least the the batteries will be able to be charged and stuff was that the 8150s or whatever they they were using i can't yeah 150s yeah something funky yeah, they're big. I mean, the call of the void of like trying not to plug them into each other, oh, God, the battery yeah. explodes, is unbelievable. <laughs> and um, you guys have witnessed the. I mean, I don't know whether I want to show it on the the show, but like, at least he talked about it. It's on my windowsill, but I did start building the. Uh, cigarette uh discarded vape batteries we saw we saw the dodgy battery connectors yeah, i was going to ask how like, you sold them. this is going on in jack's house and not ours uh-huh. <laughs> let's see it let's see it let's throw, throw up the picture because the thing that stood out to me was like those aren't nichrome strips how the hell have you stuck these together what's going on there I, I strip wire in in set places, and then solder them on those bits. Sounds fine. <clears throat> you, you can technically do solder on those instead of the little. Yeah, I mean that's well, what's yeah. real quick. Yeah, because there's um, you know the the sort of I can't remember what they call it the fire paper or whatever it's called. So that protects the cell from the heat, because obviously it's stuffed into like a little tube that's like drawing a ton of current, heating up a nichrome wire. Any tricks to like getting the cell to joint right first time and not overheating the cell? No, just be quick, really. Big flat, you know, thin it, thinner gauge wire really would have been like the ultimate thing but obviously we want to kind of draw a good bit of current well out you've got to it. heat up the uh the, the top of the cell as well haven't you to get yeah connection so so yeah get i good. don't yeah i don't know what to do with it really because like obviously each one of those batteries is 550 milliamp hour so like you know that's half an amp for like one, you know, like half, yeah, half an amp for one C, I believe, is the math. Sorry if my math isn't great. So sounds about right. Doubling them up is like you can draw one amp out of them, um, and then obviously that because there's four, technically you do two amp. So, but I don't know whether that's continuous. And, so only five hundred Marcel's then. Yeah. So. What size are the cells? 
what like f physical dimensions yeah they're like well, 1450 or something tiny they 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 are small it would mean measuring them and mm. i don't have one to hand it, it could be tricky to find a quad that's gonna fly at two amps is the only that, worry there that's why i was thinking maybe a wing yeah with a run-up and a, like a hill to launch it off so you don't have to get yeah. that launch fright yeah are you sure I'll you go, can only go. do Sorry. are you sure they can they're only good for like a one 1c discharge then I don't know. Oh, this is true. I mean, one C is normally the charge, not the discharge. Normally, you get ten discharge. C out the discharge. I mean, they're not they're not very good, but yeah. one would expect. Let's say you got five C out of them, that would give you, you know, five. So I, I <laughs> bought a bunch of. Give you ten. I bought cheap lith ions from GMB. There's two classes. There's the Sony VTC six based ones, and then there's the you get what you get, and they get what you get ones. They say you can do up to 10C. So 2,500 Marcel is good for 25 amps, bro. I saw, I saw, I was watching a video on YouTube of someone, I think that was messing around with them, and they were having a really hard time on a quad, at least, just even to get to a hover. Um, I can't remember what I was watching, though. It was... Uh, Forget what it was, but I think they had to they had to put so many of them together just to get enough, yeah. you know, just to get enough to hover. It's a total lottery as well because there's no guaranteed quality in any of this stuff. It's all just total unbranded cells. You know, they come with like dot matrix printing on a bunch of plastic shrink wrap, and that's all there is to identify them. They're just you know could come from anywhere. It'll be it'll be a fun test to do, and again, I'm just thankful that they're in Jack's flat, albeit on his windowsill, and not anywhere near <laughs> me. Just when they burst into flames. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid of batteries. I would rather them be at Jack's than mine. Yeah, it seems it seems like the place to put all the dangerous stuff. What, what, a, what a charitable crowd we are. <laughs> <laughs> he's used uh, Jack to, seems to, to know what he's doing, and he. And he works right next to a window, so, you know, worst comes yeah. to the worst. It's, well, it's well, out of yeah, there. Yeah, what could go wrong? Just fling it. Fling it out to, onto a car. Yeah. yeah I, I have no idea where that came from. I do not know <laughs> how something managed to burn so hot that it melted through your windshield. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me. The shaggy defense. Well, we're getting <laughs> suggestions of Fogstar for uh, for good lion cells. Oh yeah, Caroline Tyler, who is uh, doing a video on building those. I honestly same think that for the same. trouble Jack's gone to, he, you know, doing research and checking these cells out, he probably just could have burned like a fiver and picked up some dirt cheap cells online. Every oh yes, but then it wouldn't have been as fun with, because uh, the whole idea of this one is finding old vapes disposable vapes taking the battery out like I, I don't know what this looks like jack wandering around the streets picking up old vapes and you, you know what i mean back. like every rc car comes with some like piece piece of crap cell like these and they've always got dean's plugs those awful plugs that are just like really easy to short and so put xt6 xt30s on them but yeah they're just 
two a penny these. I think they're like three yeah, quid each but, online. But if we did that, it, it wouldn't have been the fun project of uh, finding batteries. That's that's the only issue. Yeah. Well, uh, so I've, uh, I've been in the process of uh, repairing two old camcorders from the 90s. And uh, I ripped apart the viewfinder on the one and I found uh, basically, uh, you know, a, a broken cap that spewed out a bunch of nastiness and and uh, basically uh, corroded a chip next to it, or at least the whatever. And I went to this random electrical shop, uh, basically the only electronic supply store anywhere near where I live that actually has like little components and caps and resistors and all that good stuff. And I'm pretty sure he was the shop owner, but he was actually saying the same thing. He's like, hey, you know those like those like disposable vapes? Those have rechargeable lithium-ion batteries in there. He's like, like when I find he actually said that one time uh, he found one, and I guess he was trying to do something with it and charge it up. Well, apparently, well his his thought process was moisture got in and and it wasn't good, and he he put however many you know he put however much uh, current through it trying to to charge it, and it just got so hot so fast that he basically almost burnt himself. And uh, just had to, you know, throw it as quickly as possible because it was, it just, you know, it could have been very dangerous. So it's, uh, it does seem like I'm a, sure there's a, a lesson in there somewhere. But yeah, and, and and once again, this is this is why these batteries are in Jack's flat, and not we're not doing it. Jack, Jack yeah, can so be the danger view, man. Any views expressed in this podcast may not reflect the views of others. Also, yeah. rule zero: don't be on fire. Could get broken here. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Exactly. Absolutely, the course for a little rule zero right there. That's a slap yeah. and rule. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit alarmed because it's one of those things you do because you can do it. But I'm I'm much more pragmatic, and I think just because I can do it doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to do it. Like there needs to be. Yeah some kind of system of values that steers me to that conclusion rather than just it's on the table as an option. Just because you can well, doesn't mean you should. I, I think it, it makes for an interesting YouTube video, although Jack's very bad at actually producing videos. So we'll see how that goes. So yeah, just wait another seven or eight years and uh, Cole will let us know when the edit's ready, right? <laughs> well, you know, you know what's funny is... Um... For all the experiments and, and odd things that Jack does, if if he did make content for all of it, he I think he would he'd be he'd be onto something with it. Yeah. There's one word in there that's doing a lot of lifting, Cole. If if <laughs> <laughs> that's many that's, ifs. That's just that's breaking under the strain, that if. Yep. That's true. That is very true. But it all has to start with an if or a why, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. Very true. Yeah. So how did your day's shooting go? It was good. Um, just uh, back at the baseball stadium. Well, we started, basically we were doing a bit of behind the scenes of uh, these baseball players. It's, it's actually, it's a bunch of like pro baseball players that are, um, I guess maybe ex-pro baseball players or they were pro out in like uh, like South America and like Latin America and stuff. And they've come over to Canada and they're playing and 
yeah, a lot of these guys are from like Panama, Dominican Republic, um, Colombia. Um, and basically we're kind of following them around and, uh, you know, they're basically some of the stars of the team. Uh, so we're following them around day to day stuff. And then, you know, a little bit of practicing on the field and, and, uh, some stuff, but it was pretty cool. I, I, I got to fly the drone again today and I was chasing some guys around the, around the diamond and, uh, yeah, just, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of throwing, a little bit of catching, a little bit Are of you hitting. lining up the timing better now? Because last time you were like cursing how difficult it was to like track stuff that was happening. Yeah, I, I started to get it actually, which was really cool because um so there was there was the three things that we did today was um or I guess wait, was it three or was it two? Let me think. So it was guys basically just playing catch, uh, and then one guy hitting the ball and then catching it. Uh, and I was able to actually get the timing where you sort of see the guy lining up for the throw. And then, then you actually, I'm basically like in line with the ball. I was basically like neck and neck with the ball, like almost like in sync with it. And it looked pretty cool. And you see the guy catching it. And uh, I, I Do you was have a signal or something again. like a go signal that you've organized. How does that work? So, well, the director basically said, like, I, I tell the director, Hey, like, you tell the guys what to do and I'll tell you when I'm ready. And then, um, I mean, they're, they're playing catch. So they just have a back and forth thing. This is more of like a B roll sort of like just uh, like footage to cut in between stuff. Um, and I basically time it where I'm like, okay, I'm in the goggles. I see the one guy through and then the other guy's going to catch it. So I line it up so that before the guy catches it, I'm ready for him to throw it so that, you know, it's all a timing game. It's all just like you, have, it's a, you kind of have to just feel it out and get into position before they're going to do the action that you want to catch and then and then get the, the you know, kind of time it up that way. Um, one of the things that was actually really cool today was uh, one of the um, one of the hitters where uh, I was, I guess I should say I was chasing him running the bases, but I was staying really low. Um, which looked really cool because I'm kind of like low but as the ground behind him. He's like, you know, running to the other bases and I'm just kind of tracking him, following him through. And yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I looked, uh, I, I mean, I, I looked at it back on the GoPro on my phone. It looked pretty sweet. So I think it's going to turn out well. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine the timing's got to be difficult. Like you've got to be hovering in exactly the right place. So you've got the angle lined up, but just like holding it, holding it, like, cramping up yep. a little bit yeah well you know what i'm uh let's just say this i'm i'm definitely honing in on my hovering skills uh with with the with fpv because i mean normally you don't really just hold it in one place you know like you kind of rip whipping around you rip it around and stuff but you know it's a little bit of a different game when you're kind of you know you're on call for making sure that you start when when you have to so you kind of have to almost just those tiny micro adjustments where you're like, okay, I'm staying here. I'm, I'm staying in one spot. I hear the director saying three, two, one. Then I see the guy go and then I go. So it's, uh, I, I was finding I was getting about five or six short takes per battery, maybe like six or seven. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty fun. I, I quite enjoyed it today. I actually, I got some shots that I think are going to be really usable. Last last time there was some maybe like 
I would say maybe like 30 to 40% usable shots. This time I'd say it's probably like more 70 to 80% usable shots. So definitely, uh, you know, just like anything, like the more you do something, you're going to, you're going to feel it out and get better at it. Right. So. All right. Well, we'll be uh, waiting for the ESPN contract to drop, you know, let us know. <laughs> yeah. I'll just show up with my analog goggles and be like, Hey guys, I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> And don't worry, in case I hit any of the players, I bought three spare drones. Yep, yep. <laughs> if you could just sign this release form, please. Uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> this episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears. All thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Have you guys been doing any flying at all lately? I did. I went out on Tuesday to test these new um, Express LRS PWM receivers from Radio Master. If you, if you happen to have some subscriptions to FPV channels on YouTube today, you would have noticed... Boom. Everyone's review videos dropped at the same time again. Oh, the because it's very the so I thought they were just Radio Master. They're ERS uh, Radio Master PWM receivers. So they're, I tested the 468 channels. I'm not, I'm not blind man trumpet, and no offense to anybody else, but I did notice that all the other reviews I watched, they all did it on the bench and no one went and flew anything. I went really? and flew something, and I even wow. cut my thumb. On a prop, bleeding for the art. Bleeding for the art. I was, I was barely crying. I was that brave. Uh, so that was fun, and um, I managed to completely wipe out a battery. So I had to glide a wing down, and I lost a collet in the field and had to find it again. That was fun. And uh, these are all tales of a hero. Good job. Yeah, it's, it, I, you know, I don't, I don't like to say hero, but I think that's fair, Stephen. Yeah, um, and yeah, I flew around, and my old wings are still old, but now they've got modern, modern stuff in them. That's they're quite nice. good, and because Express LRS as well, you probably know, Stephen, that they they've just done the uh, release candidate one, haven't they, for three point three, which yeah. also introduces cloud building for people that got utterly intimidated and like, what the hell's going on when it built something? LRS now is 70% less screwing around. Yep. And they've got SBUS support, which I haven't looked at yet, and they will support PWM up to 16 channels now. And more importantly, a mix of, I believe, SBUS and PWM. Yeah. Assign one to something. SBUS. They do some D, and they do that freaky protocol that DJI uses for their Ronin cameras. Yeah, I was and, I was mostly oh, ignoring the other two protocols because it's like, who the hell uses some D? I've I've seen it. It's Quite what you see in the multi protocol module, and you just scroll past it to get something oh, well, else. Is, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, on on. Uh, the thing I really like about these new receivers is that they've gone and added VBAT telemetry as standard, so they've all got a little pad that you can just tack on a lead from your LiPo and you get a LiPo readout. I find that really useful when you put it in the cars especially. Because RC yes, cars, that's, like, you just kill That's batteries. how I accidentally murdered my battery, because I put it on the four-channel one, which for this little Hornet wing, which was a completely manual wing, 
no, no nothing, no OSD or anything. And I set up the alarm to say, if it drops under 10.2, then say the voltage. And I was like, I was blipping the throttle. I was going, come on, I've been flying for 15 minutes. And it's like, oh, it's at 10.5. It's going to hit it soon, guys. And then we got it and it's like 10.1 volts. I'm like, brilliant. I was like, oh, did it recover? It's not saying anymore. And I forgot to put the extra little field on to say, repeat this every five seconds. So I was like, oh. maybe I just need to blip the throttle again. And then I just <laughs> killed it. glanced under the goggles and it's like, oh, it's 8.4. I'd better land it. And then I'm like, okay, we're going down a bit quicker. I'll give you a bit more throttle. I'm like, throttle, throttle, throttle. <laughs> we're coming down. I rewatched your uh, Open HD as well uh, this Did you? week. Yes. Um, and how you got stuck in a bush and your maple leaf antennas. And I was just like, you know, cold now. So you can, he's your, he's your key to smuggling maple leaf related products. Was, and your what? Must be Canadian, yeah. The maple leaf antenna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, true RC or no? Uh, uh, apparently, this, this is a, a company that gave away this design for nothing. Um, but they they do um, a directional antenna as well, which they they sell. They haven't released the things for it, but yeah, the maple leaf is something you can just get the Gerber files for and just order it, which was surprisingly cheap, like a under a fiver for like five antennas. One of which is now in that big hedge, so I can't get that uh-huh. back. But but I've got four more. Yeah, no problem. But yeah, I th- I think the. Uh, Express LRS sounds like it's it's basically now a, a proper competitor to uh, things like Crossfire that that did do the old legacy protocols and things. It which, feels uh, like with V three they've got into that cadence. Like V one was like hyper experimental. The only people using V one were people soldering their own equipment up, uh, literally building. I mean, not soldering in receivers, but soldering the the receivers themselves. Bits and pieces to make them. Yeah. And everything was DIY. And then V two, you started to see the big names like iFlight, Maytech, all got on board and started selling stuff. And now every company really has their own brand when you get out to V3 and it's started to become mature and it's become this kind of easier to use product. And it, we're just at 3.3 at the moment. 3.3 is going to drop with the, you don't need to have this crazy build it on your own computer system, which also opens up the gate for easier installs, like maybe using a mobile phone to flash the receiver and stuff like that, because all of a sudden you can flash it via Wi-Fi. And you could trigger that via a mobile phone client that just pulls down the bits and pushes it to something else on Wi-Fi. So I think it's going to... Yeah, and, yeah, and of course, the, the, last, the last bunch of releases were radically improved on the fact that you didn't have to flash them. So because the Radio Master ones are on a sort of piece of uh, firmware that hasn't been released yet, they're like, oh, you can't flash it yet. But of course, you can still just go into the Wi-Fi, put your passphrase in, I could change all the channels around, set up my fail-safe positions yeah. without having to do anything. The the other interesting thing they've got on that as well, right? Which ones? You can oh, change the protocols. protocols. Yeah. yeah, they've got um, wireless head tracking in in free free. Oh yeah, which is at the moment it's only supported on HD zero with a backpack. But I I do remember that the uh, the rapid fire module had an accelerometer in. And I wonder if that can be 
that can be used at some point? Will that get updated? Because that would be most interesting. Since there's not many people with backpacks, and I've I've got a big on the wall, and it's got pant hill. Now I didn't use that one for for you that didn't see the video yet because it wouldn't fit in the car, and I couldn't be asked to take the wings off because it's such a faff. But it's still it's still installed. With I wonder the if they make a standalone backpack that's just got like the the world's cheapest accelerometer on there because you don't need like a low jitter super fancy one if you're just tracking your head movement do no you? i mean just yeah. going like that and cheap. that is is not a big deal is it but that'd be quite cool if that can come out on more goggles wireless trainer as well i think is arriving with the head tracking so you can use um you basically put a receiver inside an HTX radio and then your buddy who's doing the, the the training they pass through to your radio so they just connect to your radio like it's a model and you have those channels come into your radio and then you can select to bypass them or not bypass them so you can buddy box using it as well oh that's quite cool i didn't see that i i can't get my rapid fire um backpack to work properly and i don't know why didn't we discuss that you had the wrong module and it didn't have the extra ESP32 chip in it. It's like an 82, ESP82 that Happy Model makes. I've got a spare yeah. one that I never used if you want, Jack. But Jack's yeah. got the, the white um, Beta FPV module, the 500 milliwatt system. And I think they put the backpack in from the, the one watt one, which was the black version. Yeah, so you're I'm right, man. Work on that one. Yeah. yeah, that one don't have no backpack, Governor. That's why I don't work. Not have a backpack either. The boxer. Oh, the inbuilt the one should have actually. Yeah. yeah. The, the the if it's the inbuilt Radio Master module, that should work. Yeah. 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 Okay. I will try it again with this. Because yeah. yeah, I put an inbuilt one in. But yeah, Curry is absolutely right because I bought the white one, and then I bought the black one as well. And I didn't just buy it to increase the power. I bought it because I wanted that backpack functionality that wasn't on the previous model. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I will just. I I might I might buy another the RS module. I might and I might then donate this to Frank. The old um the super cheap happy model ES twenty four one does actually have a backpack on. It's kind of a pig to use because it doesn't have an exposed USB and you need to like move jumpers around to flash the backpack. But it's super cheap and I have got the backpack working with that on one of my radios. Yeah, I couldn't get that to flash because you set. I had uh, um, Swanee send me his stuff to like flash and get working, and then I set the dip switches to flash the backpack, and it just would not chooch. I don't know why. Yeah, and on its it first was a flash, to get working. Yeah, on its first flash, I had to be like, "Yes, force flash," and then yeah, there was like that, you have to worked. press this button and then press another button and. It, it's not very friendly to dyslexics, I'll say that. Like the instructions are lots of ifs, ands, and the but and buts. Yeah. It's a bit it, of a it did, When I did it, it did feel very experimental. And I think I I flashed the wrong target and had to go back with like an FTDI adapter and, and make it right and yeah. all sorts of stuff. It was it was all a bit what am I doing now? And spend a long time in Discord trying I did, to figure I did out. that a while ago on autopilot because I saw that there was this, oh, yeah, wrong size error, flash repartitioner. And then I was like, oh, it's only for a TX or it's only for an RX. And I had to get out the FTDI and, like, recover. I think it was a receiver or something. I just 
got it out and FTDI'd it back. But luckily, mm-hmm. like, it's not so painful. The first couple of times, it's just like, what the hell am I doing? I'm going to break everything. And then you're like, oh, actually, no. It's basically, all modern hardware is pretty much indestructible because there's always like a burned in bootloader. And if stuff goes wrong, then the burned in bootloader is always there. You just need to like connect the FTDI to it properly or connect the mm-hmm. DFU plug to it properly and it just comes back. But the first couple of times is always a bit of a. <sighs> I can imagine. Oh, I got the 3D printer back online after. Hey. After discovering that Failsafe had managed to fit with the most esoteric plug that he could find for the heater element in a slightly different esoteric variation to the one that the heater element supplier actually used. And I was just like, I wonder why there's this bit of frayed insulation around there. Oh, it's a one by two plug instead of a two by one plug. Like, oh. So now I know all about Micromolex, more than I ever wanted to know about Micromolex. But the printer's up and running and by God, it creates some impressive prints. It had been offline for a little while, and I've forgotten how good it was, but oh, my word, it's, uh, it's stonking. So I've been printing off a lot of LiPo covers. I'm going to be going to do a bit of bando flying with Failsafe and company next week over in Croatia. So I've been getting stuff ready and had a bit of a brown trouser moment where I discovered that... Um, Every airline in the world abides by the IATA regulations, which say you can take 20 spare LiPos, except for British Airways, which I decided to fly because I wanted to not deal with Ryanair, who make me mad. And, and apparently British Airways have a maximum of four, because reasons. Everyone else is 20 and they've got four, so I had to like get someone who's going by road and like rush up to them with a bunch of lipos and please please take my batteries please please um and and, and hopefully they'll uh, they'll be well, there i thought they the airlines did it based on what hours rather than number of batteries because well, it's like well, how big a battery so up to 100 watt hours most airlines allow 20 batteries and 100 watt hours is like it's like a two amp hour success or something freaking humongous um, let me just join something and check the what's hours are. So I've got, for example, a 700 Ma th- that's like a 5S, and that's 12 watt hours. So a battery that's like six times bigger than this. So a 5S that's 4 amp hour would probably be just about okay. So you can basically take X-class batteries, up to 20 of them. But there's no distinction until you get over 100 watt hour. And over 100 watt hour, you can only have four on any airline. But BA decide to say under 100 watt hour is also four. Presumably because up to 100 watt hour, there's a gulf from stuff that's like a tiny whoop battery that might be one watt hour up to, you know, like house brick sized stuff that could be like a four amp hour, three or four S cell. Which would Could be you, like ninety-five watt hour. Can you buy an old laptop and fill it full of batteries and wire it up so it really <laughs> a device that runs on all those? These are technically in the uh, the required lipo cells for this HP Elite book. Yeah, it's yeah, running on a, it's running on a forty-eight S two P configuration, totally standard. Yeah, just run that through the X-rays. They'll be like, what? 
Uh, uh, yeah, true. Uh, yeah. Do not press the power button. Wear these gloves. Could you could you just buy a Ryanair ticket just for your batteries and hope that they can walk on themselves? I, I'm not Get sure. Like a little... Yeah, I'm not sure I'm, that's not dodgy. I'm just going to put this backpack full of weird wires sticking out on a thing, and then I'm going to leave and take a different flight. No reason. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Does anyone see a strange-looking gentleman with a beard? <laughs> and a moustache. <laughs> He was twirling his moustache. He was twiddling it like, like, <laughs> like a villain. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't go down badly at all. That, that sounds exciting, though, man. It sounds like Croatia is going to be epic. Yeah, yep. I hope so. There's a, a mega bando there, which looks pretty cool. I'm jealous. I'm very jealous. Yeah. Cole, right, stop yeah. eating. Cole, stop eating. Turn your camera around. You're getting complaints about portrait video. This isn't TikTok. It's not a young person's thing. Sort if, it out. If you're going to treat it like that, do a dance routine. Where's... That's not dancing. <laughs> That's not even dad dancing. Stick, stick torches on them. Uh, so weird thing. So when I was flying today, I'm, uh, Jack, I'm getting that video sync thing again where when I give it throttle, I'm, my, my OSD elements are dancing all around. What? Maybe, maybe change the where the where Real the uh, negatives connected. Maybe I don't know. Oh, yeah. something do, unkind do words about your soldering quality. Something, something. Uh, my, I mean, my, my that's all I can think it is. Is that yeah, my solder pad where I soldered my uh, camera ground. Maybe that. Yeah. I mean, Jack's quad, when I flew it, had absolutely crystal image quality, so I know yeah. he knows what he should do, and you're unlikely to have left, like, a spare yard of wire wrapped around the stack for no good reason, right? No, no. Yeah. Maybe uh, something just yeah. got dinged. Like, he's been flying hard around concrete, hasn't he? Maybe he just dinged it. Yeah. Uh, not, not, this, uh, not this one so much, but I might have to just play around with the video sync test. Um, or the video sync uh, level because I don't think it's quite lined up in the middle, so it might be that. But I don't know. It's weird because yeah, it seemed to be it seemed to have been fine for a bit, but now throttle seems to be giving it to me. But only sometimes. I don't know. It's really odd. A bit odd. But builds don't always age well. Sometimes stuff just deteriorates. Yeah, sometimes stuff just breaks. Like yeah. stuff that yeah. used to fly well sometimes just goes like uh, receivers go, cameras go. I mean, it's brand new build. I've only had, I had it. my favorite little toothpick that used to be amazing with like uh, Predator Nano, and it was it was awesome. And over time, it's just gotten kind of crappier because I'm not doing big crashes, but it must have been crashed like thirty or forty times, you know. And eventually, yeah. stuff just gets a little worn down. Yeah. yeah, mine did do it. Then it stopped doing it, and now it's doing it again. So, I don't know. It's if I can offer a small piece of exceedingly unhelpful advice, it would be uh, join the cult, go digital, throw away your analog gear. Well, don't throw it away. Well, but it's not. It's, it not it's technically not analog. Well, is it, Jack? How does that? How does that work? Like it's. It's onboard OSD on the flight controller. Yeah, it's analog video. 
Yeah, mate, it's analog video. Analog video is just uh, a little bit flaky. I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah, useful it's... on small stuff, but on, it's just it, now I'm on the second generation, right? I'm upgrading stuff that was analog that went to DGI, and now from DGI, I'm going to move it to Walksnail because it's just every just as good as DGI, but is a little less crappy when it's around foliage, and mm. the system seems to have a bit more of a future. With DJI, I had none of these issues with, you know, interference and stuff. But every now and then when you got flying close to trees and that, it would just kind of break down into a tile wall. But Walksnail seems to have solved that. So I'm at the point now where I'm thinking this flying in Croatia. I've got a bunch of DJI systems. I know they fly okay, but I might just punt a couple of them over to Walksnail because I've got a couple of Walksnail boxes on the bench just yeah. By me, old thumb. Do you, do you think it would be replicatable, um, like this? This um, you know the little analog thing. If I if I don't have props on, I could replicate it on the bench. Or do you think it's mostly an in-flight thing, Jack? Uh, mine it. does it on the bench, but okay. you've got the whole like Wi-Fi noise. Without props, it's not pulling the amps though. That's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's normally yeah. like high high amperage going through. But, if you've got Sorry, a patio table, just go outside, like find a, a table, belt it down to a patio table with some like luggage straps or something, and just rag it and see what it does. Uh, I'd just move that ground wire first. I think it's that. Mm. Yeah. But I did find that when I was doing the wiring, I needed to run like the yellow video signal wire over a different route to the power wires, and then everything was a lot better. Running them all together was a recipe for disaster. Soon enough, I, I made them take different paths between the FC and the camera and the FC and the VTX. I love that one. Away. Hmm. Corey, what was the deal with um, the Immersion RC uh, power meter thing? What was the deal? How do you mean? Yeah. Well, how come you finally got one? This is like a bit well, some, late. Someone, someone sent it to me and acquired it on my behalf, basically. Uh -huh. Well, you no, I just um, I I think it it's like it's a tool everyone could do with and would find useful, but not necessarily everyone can afford. Because normally it's like, is my VTX working? And it's just a case of if I just buy a new VTX, it's going to be a lot cheaper than buying this tool that could tell me if the VTX was bad or not. So yeah, it, from that point of view. Also, if I'm ever testing a VTX and it's making these sort of claims about I'm putting out this much power. Then I think it's very useful to be able to test it and say, actually, it it is or it's not or it's. Well, there are always like, question marks raised over the calibration of that, though. There, there's question marks, yeah, but immersion RC say they 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 calibrate it next to a big professional super duper machine and it gets very very close. It's never going to be spot on, but it's very close. So if we uh, use the calibration things they've got for. Because they do 5800 in little 50 hertz blocks. So you can get very close to the frequency you should be testing and decide if it's right or not. And the sort of things it's coming out with uh, are things that match up with my sort of thoughts about what these things are like. Like, I, you know, I'm a big fan of the, the Rush FPV VTXs because they're very clean. But I've always noticed on 25 milliwatts, they don't seem anything to write home about. And when I tested the one, it was putting out like between 14 and 17 
Uh, but when I you put it into 200, it's, it's much, much more. I found those Rush VTXs, they would just go bananas sometimes and go into like uh, race mode all the time, which would put them on a super low power. I'd have to yeah, fight to they, get them out of race mode. They had this problem. I remember doing this because I was upgrading Betaflight and it's like Betaflight suddenly had a stricter in interpretation between Smart Audio 2 and 2.1. And some of them saying, yeah, we speak Smart Audio 2.1. And then suddenly when you told them to use 2.1, they would drop down to pit mode or race mode and stuff like that, and they wouldn't change yeah. channel. And then you move it back to Smart Audio 2, and instead of giving it a whole, uh, the normal like DBM values, you just say, I'm on value 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, and it works perfectly all of a sudden. It was in, very strange. Yeah, when it was in this, this special mode, it would just refuse to go, it would default to pit mode as soon as you powered on and it would stay in pit mode until you, yeah, you can get out of it. disabled pit mode which you couldn't do a lot of the time because pit mode was such a bad video signal you couldn't see the OSD. Yeah, you, you had to be this close to it. I, I, yeah. I honestly think it, it's the difference between uh, I, I think BRF, I think, sorry Betaflight tightened up on the smart audio protocol in some way and there was something in the rush fp mm -hmm. rush fpv stuff that wasn't quite right -standard. and as soon as it went past a certain level of beta flight it went slightly haywire and you're like why has this suddenly gone wrong it was working perfectly before yeah other than that quite a nice little setup like they had shielding on them they had a can over it most of the vtx's they didn't put cans over and I think that helped them keep a really clean... Yeah, the, the reason I like them is I can I can wire stuff up and I don't have to be all that careful about it. I can pretty much just hook it up to the the power supply from the flight controller uh, at whatever voltage coming through, and I can use the 5 volt for the camera. And whatever cleanup they're doing on their VTX itself seems very, very good. So it's always a very clean picture. Um, I'm not. I'm not so much worried about how far will it go. I'm more worried about what's 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 the picture quality like, and that always seems very good, crystal clear on those ones. Yeah, I uh, that must put your mind at ease knowing that having that sort of um, cam can over the top of it, protecting you know delicate little resistors and everything. It's the shielding as well. Yeah, you know, and the shield if you've got a whole load of EMI from ESCs, then uh, just gives it a bit more of a chance. I think they were the first people to do that, especially on the whoop sizes, like down to the uh, the little twenty five by twenty five tiny VTXs, which they they give you this tiny VTX that actually sat in a daughter board to fit on the twenty five by twenty five. It was even smaller than that; it was like receiver sized, and it, even that would have a can on it, which you know, it does help with, uh, you know, physical durability, but seemed to be, well, they certainly had good signal. So I think it was probably helping that as well. Yeah, I've been yeah. pretty impressed with the rush tanks. Fair play. Yeah, I've seen some, I've seen some ones that look like it and are bad. And I can, I can certainly tell the difference when I just put them on and I go out. And as soon as you get past about 500 meters, you just see this break up and noise starting to come in, uh, and even it can be close up as, as you've seen. If you if you hit full throttle and you start getting any disturbance on the screen, that's not a good sign. That's what we're trying to avoid. Yeah.
But like I was saying, right, where you've got the, uh, where you do punch outs and you up the throttle and all of a sudden the build that you thought was clean on the bench suddenly starts to show a load of garbage. Mm. That's the one. Yeah, I... Oh. Is this your goggle hair, Cole? Is this what happens after some time wearing goggles over your head? It's Canadian, not used to the heat. <laughs> Nor am I. I've been melting. I've rigged up a bevy of PC case fans that are all controlled off a tiny adjustable DC power supply. <laughs> and oh, sat yeah. just off to the side here. Just over there. There's a, like a wall of 120mm case fans tied together with cable ties. That's basically enabled my brain to function this week because I felt like I was losing my mind. It was just so unbearably hot. I know I've not I've not been coping very well. Do you want me to um on 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 the sort of like last few seconds? The worst part of the whole battery thing regarding the size is that the the size has cha now changed. So they've got like those those batteries have now got even smaller. So I'm now having to scavenge um older style vapes for their batteries and I'm two battery short for my 4S build and I'm thinking so they, strictly speaking need to be matched cells because I'm pretty sure the instant you take off you're going to drop at least one of them yeah I mean the thing is is like they've been you know high probably highly discharged because like you know you've got people like smoking like sucking on them sucking the living life out of crazy them crazy addicts with no sort of like voltage protection so i'm dubious of them all all it's got to do is one flight and i'm thinking well curry he's got he's probably got a wing that we could stick that on and have a bit of a fly about maybe so maybe the meet up of stephen curry and i can happen we got, we got the one on my seven inch what about no wrong way but I do, the, the, I, I do highly one. discourage anyone doing. Yeah, maybe depends we on. We could use that one because let's face it, it felt a little bit like it was a bit spongy. I mean, it felt spongy before, and then I I covered it in um, sponge. What's it called? Laminate. <laughs> Laminate. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> uh, and now it's still spongy, and it's like, oh, this is not handling the wind very well. And then the little wing was absolutely fine. I'm like, yeah, this is this this is a bit knackered i think probably it's only like you know 11 years old it, it had one of its wings snap off and jump up and go over into a tennis court which i had to climb up and go and retrieve this one time other than that it's all perfect it's only been crashed about 50 times jesus Christ! sounds great jack first yeah no worries <laughs> right that's all we got time for uh you've been listening to Electro now it's been lovingly sponsored by our um, wonderful Patreons. I do highly discourage anyone who's making their own packs, don't do it unless it's completely in a safe environment and you fully know what you're doing. So, you know, do as we say, not as we do. And please take precautions. Uh, we have been joined by the lovely man with a moustache, Stephen. Good evening and good night. Thank you to our lovely Patreons. Yeah. Everyone's favourite curry kitten? 
Goodbye. My buddy Cole. And I've been bright into life to lie. Thank you guys. Thank you for everyone who tuned in. Thank you. Good night. Telemetry lost.